This is a HeadGum Podcast. I mean, Jack, I'm not here right now, but you know what to do. Hey, Jack, it's Tanner. Um, I'm really sorry, man. If I had known that the video I found of you doing lightsaber moves with a golf ball retriever on that AV club videotape would have blown up in the way that it did across the school. I would have never pulled it off that tape that you forgot to delete and showed it to everyone we know. And I'm just super bummed that you're embarrassed and that this has happened to you and that people are calling you Star Wars Kid now. And I thought it was cool. I showed people because I thought it was cool. But anyway, I just called to apologize. I guess you're still mad. Um... Well, because you didn't come to class today, I just wanted to let you know that, well, some shit went down at school, and I don't really know how to talk about it, um, and I honestly wish I didn't have to talk about it, but Pete and Anne are making me, and what happened is that, you know that girl, Amalia Vargas? She is cool. I like her a lot. She's super cool. She's a really talented artist, and she started dating that dude, James, from that band, Vanish. And they, like, got, it's it's unclear, like, whether or not they're boyfriend or girlfriend, and I'm not even sure they know whether or not they're boyfriend and girlfriend, but he got really controlling, and he got really, like, angry, and he, like, started to, like, threaten to commit suicide, and, like, was, like, spreading rumors about her, and I think, like, all their bandmates, like, turned against him and was like, hey, man, you have to, like, cool it or you're out of the band. I think they ended up kicking him out of the band. I'm not even sure. It sucked. It was weird, but she seems fine. She's got this, like, cool thing she does on the side where she, like, volunteers at a battered women's shelter, and she's got, like, a little buddy there called Mikey. Oh, you know what I'm just realizing? Her little buddy Mikey is that kid who got kidnapped by his abusive father that you heard about on the news. Wild. Wow. I mean, what a, a week Amalia had. Anyway, again, sorry about the Star Wars kid stuff. If I had known that it was going to take off in the way it did, I never would have shown anyone that tape. But I think you'll recover from it. I don't think anyone will remember it in, like, another week. So um, I will talk to you tomorrow at school, hopefully. Um, Chussy. Yeah.
Tanner Greenring. Jack Shepard. It's me, and I feel like the lyrics of that Saint Etienne song. Oh. From Fox Base Alpha. Okay. Where she's like, I never felt so good. Wilco? I never felt so strong. Nothing can stop me now. You, you know mean Wilco? No, that's Saint Etienne. It's like a cool band. Fox Base Alpha? The... That's, that's Wilco. No, that's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. And it was many years later. Um, but as you will notice, I am alone in the house. Oh, okay. I, I noticed there's like an echo, a distinct echo. Well, the echo is because uh, Matt and I took all the curtains and shelves down out of this room. You mean your old Saucony collection? Yeah, my collection your, of shoes. Your collection of old We cleaned out my garage and I, with my neighbor Matt and I forgot that uh, the, there was a, a reason. weird way to describe him. He's also a close friend, but I was just trying to like do very shorthand. old friend. Yeah, <laughs> it's also my neighbor. <laughs> That's what the echo is. The echo is not because Cyril and Sarah aren't here. The, I think it's like I, I'm hearing a f- uh, aural echo. Yes, or aural. That's because the shoes are gone. But I'm also hearing an emotional echo, and that's because the the family's gone. Yeah, and Cyril is is sleeping over at his uncle Matt's house. Yep. And Sarah is visiting Grandma, Cyril's Grandma, grandma Marjorie. Of, great-grandma, Marjorie. No, regular grandma for Cyril, Marjorie. Oh, her mom? <laughs> Sarah's visiting her own mother. Okay, <laughs> and why aren't you and Cyril going? Because I don't like to fly with the child. Okay, so you guys had a discussion. Sarah said, there's some kind of family event happening. Yeah. We should all go. And you said, "No, I, sh- I shan't be... Traveling with the child. Sarah said, I'm going to go visit my mom. See you later. That sounds nice. Because after the events of the trip to England, we have vowed never to fly again with our child until he's 21. That's a good age. Yeah. It's a fun age. Yeah. <laughs> you can start making him fly alone to places. Fine. Like you could book a separate ticket. But I'm, th- let's focus on me. Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. And this is all about you because you're alone. I'm alone and I can say anything or do this anything. Is like, this is like the Jack I first met. Yes. Unattached, unencumbered. Woo. Yes. We He's can got do like a swagger to him. Swear words. Oh, do one. <laughs> do one. Do one. Um,. Boner. What? <laughs> 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 oh, we're going to have to put the explicit warning on this episode. Um, my family, uh, Miles and my wife, Jamie, are in town. Yeah. And Miles has a virus because he's been alive for nine months now. And I think he's been sick for... Six of those they nine gotta get months. All the things. They got to get all the things early on. They're like viral tourists early on. They want to tr- sample every, because everything is new. Jamie and I had a discussion this week when yeah. he had a fever and started throwing up literally two weeks after he was last sick. Mm-hmm. And I said, we should ask his nanny mm-hmm. to stop taking him to the Brooklyn Public Library mm-hmm. and letting him chew on public books. No. 
Because he keeps getting sick. No. And she said, no, I think it just happens. <laughs> so we went to the doctor today mm-hmm. and asked, is it normal that he's sick this much? And the doctor's like, yeah. Yeah. He's essentially always going to be sick mm-hmm. until he crosses some threshold where he has enough dormant viruses and bacteria in his body that like he's no longer sick. Well, I would say, and I don't, I never like to give parenting advice. And so don't take this as advice, but just what I would do in your place. I wouldn't have allowed like the folks at Weapon X to like try to turn him into like a super mutant weapon with like adamantium in his bones. Here's what they told me. Yeah. They said he had a unique ability because of his X, his mutant X factor healing. Yeah. And that... They could turn him into the ultimate weapon. Right. And he is tracking small. He is only 40th percentile in weight and height. Okay. So he's kind of a little uh, a little fireplug of a boy, you okay. know? And I thought, well, he's he's going to be disadvantaged for being like a little fireplug. Right. So I may as well give him an adamantium bone skeleton and bone and claws. Bone claws. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, and so you got a little one. I didn't realize you got a. T- you're going to be a big daddy with a little baby, tiny baby. Let me boy. give you. Let me give you Miles' <laughs> stats. Yeah, real quick. Yeah, height, fortieth percentile. Okay. Weight, fortieth percentile. Yeah. Head size, ninety ninth percentile. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> He's like a cake pop. That's awesome. <laughs> I am. I'm like on the one hand, it's like I'm a very big, tall man. And I just sort of assumed that Miles would be a big, tall man. Yeah. And every statistical indication implies that he will not be. Yeah. And it's like, I, I just sort of assumed he would like look like me. But it's also nice because it means that he will never be bigger or more powerful than I am. Yeah. I can always overpower him if he decides to rise up against me. You know? That's good. And that's what you want as a dad. Right. Um, can I briefly tell you a, a tale about my child that is at least tangentially relevant to the topic at hand? The book, the California Diaries book. Well, yeah, tangentially. Okay. After one of our discussions related to the California Diaries, I decided to teach Cyril how to say, talk to the hand because the face ain't listening. Yeah. I thought that would be a cool thing for him to learn how to say. Did he pick it up? Well, yes and no. He liked it and he thought it was funny, but he modified it. And so now he says, talk to the head because the cow ain't listening. (laughs) (laughs) Have you asked him what that means? (laughs) I think it means what it, sometimes he says the goat. Talk to the head because the goat ain't listening. Okay. And who's the goat? I don't know. I imagine, imagine if it's at a farm, I guess. Yeah. I think you would have to. I don't know. You would have to ask Cyril. Yeah, and I would, but he's not there. But he was very game. He liked the concept. He liked that I was teaching him a cool '90s phrase from my youth. Well, he took it and he turned it. And he know? took it and he turned he it. He made it. He, he made it his own. Yeah, that's and good that's, to say. Yeah, talk to the hand. Cow ain't listening. Own it, Cyril. You yeah. go. You um, go, Cyril. Oh, and this has been Dad Talk. Dad Talk. Yes, now we have a book to discuss, and Jack, and it's California Diaries, number four, Amalia, book one. Amalia, book one, and what she says on it is, love, not 
Just two. Just two? Just, just two? Just two. Oh, wow. Love. Not. Not. And that's a pretty so good Borat. segue to our not hit segment, where we talk about what words would be on our diary, and it's called something like, what are your diary words? I don't know. What's on your diary? These words are written on And what is on your diary? Here's oh. Did you just drop your wallet chain? Did your wallet change yeah. chain fall out of your back? I um had a wallet chain. <laughs> yeah, who didn't? And it set my cousin gave it to me. My cousin Pip, famous f- on this podcast. My Introduce you to the Pip, babysitters club. Who I'm realizing like throughout my youth up until my like mid to late teens was desperately trying to make me cool. And like pull me kicking and screaming into being cool, right? Um, like I remember, I was like super into the Beatles, and she gave me a Pearl Jam record. And it's it sucks to be into the Beatles. Yeah, it's not cool. No, it's not cool. Like and te- like ten had just come out, and I was like, hey, I'm just realizing that uh, uh, Revolver and the Hard Days Night era w- were a particularly fruitful creative period for the Beatles. <laughs> That sounds like you. <laughs> that sounds like you at fourteen or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and and Pip was like ten. Ten just came out. Ten, grunge is happening. And she bought me a flannel shirt and she bought me ten. Uh, but then the next year or a couple of years later, she bought me a Massimo. That's you know that yeah. brand. It's Massimo, like a fashion yeah. brand. It was like a wallet and it had like buttoned, and it said Massimo on it and it had a chain. Yeah. I could chain it to my Jinkos. And I had almost the same thing. Mine was Stussy. I was had a, a Stussy branded chain yeah, wallet. That's dope. And I had it for like six months and then I like left my pants on a bench in the changing area of a swimming pool and like the chain with the wallet was like hanging down off of them. And so someone just like took everything. <laughs> so that was the end of my Including the pants? I <laughs> no, I think the pants remained, but the belt was gone. Um, but so thank you to Pip for trying. Um, and I did have a chain wallet, um, but we were going to do our hit segment, which is our diary okay. words. And what would be on your diary? And the way that we do it is we love not. So, so I think for this one, we want to look back at our day today and okay. think about how our day went and what we did and what we didn't do. And maybe then something that got negated. And I feel like I can start while you're thinking. I did a lot of things today. Okay. Let's see. I took Cyril to school. We arrived at the same time as his best friend, Jay, and they both got very excited. And then the teacher was like, hey, you guys need to set up a play date, which was awkward because like me and Jay's dad, who don't know each other, were just standing there and we were like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, man, uh, you, you guys should come over sometime. <laughs> what kind of thing? What, do you, what kind of things do you like to play with? <laughs> Teacher's like, between the kids. Oh, like, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that'd be great. Yeah, they seem to really like each other. Then, okay, here's what I think, here's what got negated. I got home, I read this book, had a blast, and then I was like, I am going to write a strategy memo for this company that I've been doing some consulting for. 
Mm. And I like sat down to do it and I sat for like 10 minutes and I realized I just wasn't in the mood. And so instead I did some editing for our little sister, little episodes podcast, which you can find on Patreon at patreon.com slash BSCC podcast for only $5 a month. And it's great. And we sing the descriptions. You're saying a lot of things. Yeah. That if I saw it on a book cover would not be enticed to pick up the book. Well, hang on. Let okay. me just run this by Because what I'm hearing is like, drop the kids off at day school, failed at putting together a content But strategy. listen listen to this. And that's not jumping out at me. It's a picture of me, okay? You're Uncle Jacko. I'm interested. But my brow is furrowed. And I'm not looking okay. I'm not looking at the camera. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at a laptop. And you can kind of see there's like a light shining down and you can see a little bit what's on the laptop and it's like rows and rows of excel like spreadsheet cells what's wrong with him is what i'm thinking and on top of it it says strategy memo not okay or psych 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 no i think not strategy memo not not okay you're in the airport, your flight is delayed, but you cannot get on the plane without having something to read. You run into the like the air, the stupid bad airport bookstore and there's like 10 copies of Who Moved My Cheese and then there's something that's called Jack. Book 4. 4. Strategy memo. Psych. Not. Oh, not. psych. Yeah. Uh not not going to pick it up. Okay. Who moved my cheese? I'll read Who Moved My Cheese for the 10th time. <laughs> okay. I'll purchase and read Who Moved My Cheese for the 10th time. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Because those are valuable lessons you can take with you through the rest of your life. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, my day, what I did was write a bunch of articles for a magazine project that I'm working on. Okay. Which is essentially just marketing materials from mm-hmm. a major media company that I work for mm-hmm. and submitted the articles to our comms desk. Okay. And they said, these don't tell the story of our brands well enough. Okay. Okay. I'm seeing where this is going. And killed them all. Okay. And said, redo them all. Okay. Perfect. So I guess my thing is... Write a bunch of soulless marketing materials. Mm-hmm. Not. Not. Okay. Because I even I wasn't even allowed to do, I couldn't even do that. You couldn't even do that. Adequately. Okay. And so I'm rushing at, to, to catch my flight. And I stop at, do you have B.A. Dalton in this, in this country? Um, well, I'm, I, I'm actually in Heathrow. Oh, it's in Heathrow. Okay, good. So it's it's W.H. Smith's. Oh, I'm in Heathrow, and I stop at W.H. Smith's. And I've already read Who Moved My Cheese, so I, I walk right past that. You're not going to get mm-hmm. me again, even though it's been revised and updated. They added uh, like, all this new material. I see David Allen's Getting Things Done. That's got a new preface. They say email instead of mail now. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm looking at the power of habit. That looks like an interesting one. Right. Um, how to win friends and influence people. And then something catches my eye. And oh, it's, is it um, 
the things they don't teach you at Harvard Business School. And it's that. And yeah. I picked that up for a little while. And I'm yeah. kind of glancing through that. And then someone taps me on the shoulder and it's you. Me. And you're like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> Just doing some uh, <laughs> direct to consumer marketing out here. <laughs> and you put it in my hands, directly in my hands. When I worked at Barnes & Noble, that's what they told us. They would be like, put the book in the customer's hand. Huh. So a customer asks for a book. You take them to the book, and you take the book off the shelf, and you put it in their hands. Your instinct is to be like, I don't know, I only get like $7 an hour, so fucking go away. But you have you to resist. grab their head, yeah, <laughs> and you put their ear right up against your mouth, and you say, just buy it. <laughs> just buy it. Buy it. Uh, but yeah, you have to resist that impulse and you have to go find the book and put it in their hand and smile at them. And that's what you're doing. And what you've put in my hand is a galley copy. Unproofed. You had it bound at Kinko's. Yeah. And it's, but it's got like a little laminate on the front. And right. it's, a, it's a picture of what's, what's going on in the picture. Um, it's me. I've, I'm sitting at my desk. Okay. And I've taken my glasses off. They're sitting on the desk in front of me. Yeah. And I'm kind of doing this. Okay. He's got his hands over over his, like, tented over his nose uh, in a way that looks like he's very upset. Right. And, and, and sick of it all. Right. Yeah. And, like, it's draining my soul, and I don't even want to do this project. And yeah. here I am, like, all the shit that I didn't even want to write is being yeah. rejected now. By the because... fucking comms desk. Yeah. Okay. And it, and it says, write a bunch of soulless marketing materials. Not Borat voice. Right, it's Borat voice, yeah. yeah. And I think it would say in like square brackets. Yeah. Borat voice. Borat voice. Okay, I'm in, I'll take it. Okay. I'm in a hurry, sir, but I'm going to purchase this. How much can I give you for it? You know what you can do for me? Yeah. Tell your friends and loved ones about it. <laughs> okay, and that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay, that's this has been our what our diary words were. Um, but diary words Maggie's. Uh, God damn it! I keep saying Maggie because I wrote Maggie at the top of this. This fucking Amalia. Know, it's Amalia, and God, we like Amalia, don't we? Surely. Here's. <laughs> I love so much about Amalia. Yeah, and key among the things that I admire and love about Amalia the most is her. Artistic ability. God, she's such a talented artist. And I think and Pete probably drew all those comics. But Pete probably drew all the comics, but look at you. Yeah. Look at you, Orem. Yeah, look at you, Orem. Orem got it together, didn't they? Open Road Integrated Media. You finally pulled it off, didn't you, Orem? They've been listening. You heard our last few episodes. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, we forgot to integrate any media into these books. <laughs> got to step up your game, Orem, and you did. And we got to give credit where credit's due. Finally, Orem does their fucking jobs, and they integrated some fucking media yeah, into what? these books. And, and we wow. got to see Amalia's art. Yes. And she's got this cool, like, 90s Invader Zim Hot Topic style of illustration. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And I loved it, and I and it made me. It really uh, endeared me to Amalia. Yeah, 
She's great. She's a great new character. I was surprised to see that Amalia was the next book because I feel like we barely got to know Amalia in the last in the in the preceding California Diaries books. Yeah. We just sort of get like brief glimpses at her. She's she's become close with Maggie. Yeah. Bloom. But even then like she didn't take up a ton of space in Maggie's first book. I haven't heard shit about Dawn in like 3 books. I'm not interested. No, and I'm not interested. I came for the dawn. Yeah. But I stayed for the Amalia. You had me at dawn, but you kept me at Amalia. Yeah. That's good. I wore it on that. Said. You know what I like most about Amalia? Yeah. Jack? Mm-hmm. And the reason she stands out and has eclipsed dawn. Yeah. In my mind, as the like protagonist of this series. Mm-hmm. Let me read you a passage. Please. As I'm trying to put presents under the tree, I hear someone talking to Isabel. Two of our childcare people aren't coming today, she says. Would you mind helping out the little ones? I hear Isabel answer, but Mrs. Hardwick wanted me to help with the food and punch. Well, the kids are so cute, and I'm tickling one of them who has this laugh like Porky Pig, and I'm having the best time. It happens again, end book. I speak right up without even thinking. I will. Of course, right away I'm saying to myself, it's Christmas Day, and you're going to babysit for 30 screaming kids you've never met before? Yeah. And Jack? Yeah. Finally. Finally. For the first time in all of the California Diaries, we get some good, clean, babysitting fun. Thank you. Finally, some GC. B-S-F. And I did not realize that I was having withdrawal from GCPSF. I didn't either. I didn't either until I, I, until I was, until I am. And Thanks. I was just like, God, finally, fucking babysitting. Some good, clean babysitting Back to basics. And one of the kids is kidnapped. Mikey. Mikey. Yeah. Um, which is pretty sad. It sucks, and it sucks that he gets back. He co- he comes back at the end of the book. He's he's recaptured by the police. Right? Is that what do you call it? Mm-hmm. He's captured by his abusive father, mm-hmm. and then he's recaptured by the police. And the abusive abusive father goes to jail, and his name is Mikey, and he calls Amalia mommy, mommy even oh. though he has a mommy called Linda. Right? P. Well, someone. Yeah. Anne. Mm-hmm. Anne Martin and. Yeah. A uh, yet unnamed ghostwriter, right, f- forced us to confront right issues that we are not prepared to confront. Yeah, not willing to make fun jokes about on our fun joke podcast. Nope. And it was kind of the whole plot of the book. Plot of the book, both the A and plot yet, and, the B plot. and yet, it was so good and compelling to read. Yep. Before shit goes south, Jack, yeah. this book was primarily about Amalia's kinship. What's the word I'm thinking of? Kinship sounds great. Amalia's romantic- Attachment. Attachment to- James. The guitar, the lead guitar player of Vanish. Ex-lead guitar player of Vanish. I said before things go south. Right. We're mm-hmm. in the heady- Yeah. I almost said pog days, but I know that's not right. Pog days. You want to unpack that a little bit for me? Because I I know that, I guess, here's the thing about it. 
I think what you want to say is Halcyon days. I wanted. What is what does Shakespeare say? And Shakespeare coined a term. That's, that's a type of day. Dog days? No. Well, so the, then you got excited by the notion of dog days. And then you took a left turn into pog days, which does describe quite accurately the heady days of the 90s in high school. Or maybe for me. Maybe not for you. Maybe like pog is like something your ancestors did because you're like five years younger than I am. Phrases coined by Shakespeare. Salad days. Salad days. Surely that's not it. They didn't have salad back in Shakespeare. <laughs> I know, probably. You think they didn't like put vegetables in a bowl together? I don't know what I meant. It yeah. might have been the salad days, but I like pog days. What I certainly meant was like the sort of innocent, yeah, carefree days of our childhood. And my innocent, carefree days of my childhood were marked by quite a bit of pog playing. <laughs> yeah. So okay. what I meant was. The Pog days. Right. Um, what was I saying? Oh, I couldn't tell you. It's something about Pogs? Something about Pogs. <laughs> <laughs> James. Oh, okay. So back in the Pog days yeah. of this book, before James becomes right. abusive and suicidal and he becomes like, We should be clear. He becomes emotionally abusive. He is like this shitty thing of like vacillating between being like, I can't live without you. Like jealous, you, you complete me, and then suddenly sh- switching to being like jealous of her, just like talking to Ducky or whatever. Not even right. not Ducky. Oh, and he's like super fucking homophobic about Ducky. Yeah, he's convinced Ducky is gay. Yeah, and he hates that. But I, I was specifically trying not to tap into the the latter half of the book right yes With, back the in the part, park days and yep. the part of James where he becomes a manipulative abusive asshole right but he's cool I'm talking that. about the pog days yeah in the pog days yeah and, and it brings me to a segment that right. I'd like to talk about and all the kids in 1997 were saying this and mm-hmm. I think it's one of those phrases that kind of has endured mm-hmm. to this day which is not a pog day i should say it's not any more i think pog day is probably going to take off if you're still living in the pog days it's time to get your head out of the pogs get your head out of the slammers and get a job um what are all the kids saying well they're here's what they're saying yeah hashtag swing oh aren't they it's an onomatopoeia and it's an onomatopoeia for when you like like hump the air explosive boner yeah um, and it's our segment where we talk about um, handsome boys, mostly. Handsome boys. And I do want to remind you that... Um, this is before he was canceled. This is before. This is in the pocket days. And the way these books are framed is diaries and their yeah. dates. And there's no chapters. There's just dates. Yeah. December 25th. Ooh, Christmas. Later. Mm-hmm. Yep. James. He is all sweetness. I gave him the cologne. He gave me a present, too. I ripped it open right there. It's an ankle bracelet with my name and his linked together. Hell yeah. Whoa. 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 (laughs) That's great. And the woe is, so woe is kind of BSE shorthand for Joey Lawrence. When two people have like a romantic connection. Because didn't. Two people kiss in the original books, and someone said, 
Whoa. Whoa. In the Babysitter's Club books? Yeah. Is that maybe what Christy said when her and Bart kissed? Yeah, that sounds right. When Christy in Christy plus Bart equals, huh? Are we still allowed to talk about it? I don't know. It's it's like, it's honestly, those books are the pog days. Yeah, those are the pog days. And I got to say, I as much as I enjoyed this, I long for the simple days of Bart, who's like, maybe not that good looking. And it's also unclear whether we're going to date him. But at least you know where he stands. Right. James, very handsome. Very dreamy. Gives he's you an ankle and he's bracelet. And he's 16 and he plays he's in Vanish. Yeah, he's a lead guitar player of Vanish. But he's a monster. He's a hothead. Oh, he's a hothead. While we're talking about James... And your horniness for And the, the pog days of James, Tanner, I'd like to introduce a segment that I bet you've forgotten about, but that you did create. Okay. And it's called... What's the vibe? Okay. And remind me sort of what the, <laughs> the rules for what the what's the vibe is. Okay, I'm going to read are. you this passage. This is James. Is it more than one rule? Is? There's only one rule. Okay, remind me what the rule for what's the vibe is. I'm going to read you the passage, and then I'll re- okay. remind you of the rule. I am all smiles as I slide into James's car. I say good morning and lean over to kiss him on the cheek. But he's already pulling away from the curb. The tape he's playing is this weird punkish stuff I've never heard before. What's he listening to? Okay, 97. What's the vibe? What's the vibe? I hear, can I say what I think it is? Yeah. Because I, so, it could be something that's, like, new in 97. I think that James is, like, a music snob. And based on his affect, it's something a little bit angry but a little bit cool. And I think I am almost certain that it is Agent Orange. Okay. Bloodstains. Speed thrills. You know that, that seems too... T- how did she describe it? Kind of punky? This weird punkish stuff I've never punk-ish. heard before. Yeah. Okay. I think Agent Orange is not bad, but that's pretty heavy, right? I mean, not by today's standards, but it's like... It would definitely... It would take you by surprise if you've never heard it before. It's, it's fast... You know he wrote all the the entire lyrics to that entire album on the way to the recording studio in the car. 1997. Okay. Just my throat's fun pack, but Blink-182's Dude Ranch. Okay. <laughs> Harvey that... Dangers, Where Have All the Merrymakers Gone? No, it's not. Lagwagon's fucking... Double Platinum. No. Green Day's Nimrod. No. Bowling for Soup's Rock on Fuck Honorable you! Ones. Suicide Machines, Battle Hymns. No. See, I thought it could be like The Replacements. What about Weezer, Pinkerton? No, that's not Weezer. Oh, what about The Descendants? Everything sucks. That's cool, and that's probably right. That's 96. Doesn't that seem right? That sounds right, yeah. I've heard that album. It sounds like weird punkish stuff. Jesus, that band went on forever. What, The Descendants? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think they're probably still around. Um, all right. Well, so that's what's your vibe? Um, well, that's my vibe is the Descendants. And mine is Ancient Orange. Yours is Ancient Orange, and that does sound right because <laughs> you're an old man. Um, Do you want to take I a have break? To ye- I have to use the restroom. Okay. There's a way to say it that doesn't involve like telling everybody what you're going to do in a bathroom. Take a quick break. I need to take a quick break and visit the toilet. Okay, perfect. All right, we'll see you on the other side. Okay, bye. We forgot to mention that this is a Christmas book, didn't we? And it happens over Christmas. Oh, it's a Christmas book. Here's the thing about California, though. Yeah. I don't think it ever really, like, feels like Christmas there. Yeah, so it's just like any other day. It's like Austin. Not in December. It's nice. Here's what Amalia says about Christmas. Revised Christmas shopping list. St. Isabel. She, oh, this is cool. God, she's so cool. She calls her sister St. Isabel. Oh, yeah. Because her sister volunteers Latina, at this women's shelter. And they're very religious. Yeah. The um, Vargas family. Right. They, like, have rosary beads and stuff. Um, and she calls her boyfriend, Simon, Big Tooth Lover Boy. Revised Christmas shopping list. St. Isabel, who I overhear telling Big Tooth Lover Boy. What they say about big teeth? What, big mouth? He's pointing downwards. Big knees? That doesn't make sense. Okay, he's pointing. He's, he's moved his arm. Okay, now he's got his... It's like his tongue is waggling in this way that I find uncomfortable. <laughs> big tongue? Mm. Okay. Who oh, I overhear telling Big Tooth Lover Boy. I wonder if that means he has a big dick. Oh, I don't see what the correlation could be. Yeah, me neither. Who I overhear telling Big Tooth Lover Boy she'll die if anyone gives her another sweater. Return sweater. Buy earrings. Or maybe a bag of coal. Funny. Marina. And that's James's older funny, sister. Funny, sharp writing. Marina. Very funny and sharp writing. Very funny and sharp writing. Science fiction book. Not related to Star Wars or Star Trek. Good Does- luck. Does that leave anything? No, oh, that's my and that's what I was saying too. Well, that's yeah. Fucking... Werner Vinge. Yes. Um, he invented the fucking singularity. Yeah. So that would be a great one. Is Children like, of Time? Fire I, upon the Deep. Adrian Tchaikovsky. I don't think that was out in the nineties. Maybe not, but uh, Ender's Game. Ender's Game. Ender's Game. Yeah. Orson Scott Card. Yeah. Uh, Snow Crash. Pretty much anything by Neil Stevenson. Um, Dan Simmons had a book out that year that was called Endymion. That's really good. Yep. Uh, the fucking Mars trilogy is wrapping up in the nineties. Kim Stanley Robinson. Animorphs. There's a, there's a animorph. There's a new animorphs out in ninety. There's like ten new animorphs out in ninety seven. <laughs> oh, the subtle knife came out in ninety seven. Did it really? Yeah. Philip Pullman. Yeah. Um, the writers of Pern and McCaffrey. That's still going strong in the 90s. But so I assume that why Marina wants all this shit is she already has all of the Star Wars and Star Trek novels that were out. She had Planet of Twilight? Planet of the Toilet? I don't know that one. Planet of Twilight. You you heard me. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? Star Wars novelization. Of what's in what happens in it? Well, I'll tell you. Okay. (laughs) Nam Chorlos. It's a barren backwater world. Once a dreaded prison colony, now home to a fanatic religious cult. It is here that Princess Leia has been taken captive 
by a ruthless and charismatic warlord bent on destroying the New Republic. Meanwhile, Luke lands on a mysterious planet in search of his lost love, Callista, only discover the Force is his own worst enemy. But worst of all, as Han, Chewie, and Lando leave Coruscant on a desperate rescue mission, a strange life form, unlike any the galaxy has ever seen, awakens. A life form so malevolent it will destroy everything, both Empire and New Republic, on its path to domination. Fuck yeah. Okay, yeah, I was that sounds good actually. Gearing up to make fun of you, but that sounds dope as hell. It's part of the Callista trilogy. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why Marina wanted. I guess maybe she already had it, but then that's why she wanted some Neil Stevenson. Uh, but what Amalia has done is she's just drawn a picture in the book of an alien reading a book called My Life by Han Solo. Han Solo wrote a book. Well, Apparently. then that's a Star. That would be a Star Wars that would book. Be Star Wars, and so she's totally fucked it up, hasn't she? You fucked it up. You fucked it up. And what language is that even in, if an alien's reading it? <laughs> I mean, isn't Han Solo an alien? I guess so, Technically? right? Like he was like born on like, like the galaxy or whatever. a long way away from us. Right. Uh, that's something that, that... That'll bake your noodle. My so-called babies? Yeah. I don't like to pause the podcast too often when we have more book to talk about, but that's something to think about, isn't it? That's something to think about. Actually, Han Solo's the alien. Yeah. Yeah. Because we know from the movie Solo. Yeah. That he, I think, was maybe born on Coruscant. Yeah. Let's look that up. That's That's got to be captured somewhere, right? Okay. I, Han, I'm already on Wikipedia, so. I'd rather not It's just a pretty brief line. Wikipedia search to figure out where Han did Solo was Wikipedia? born. Did you say Wikipedia? You did say Wikipedia, right? I did say Wikipedia, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah. already on Wikipedia from being on that yeah, okay. Star Wars novelization yeah. page. Okay, and I'm going to give you a short amount of time to, to wrap this up because I'd love to move on. Fine. In five, four. Born. Corellia. Oh, God. Okay. God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He was born on Corellia. Tanner, this book is interesting. Vanish is the band. Amalia is the manager. James is the asshole. He gets kicked out. Her friends stick by her. Dawn does nothing. But Sonny and Ducky and Maggie and the other members of the band. Rico. Rico. Um, Patty. Patty, uh, Bruce. They all stand up to James and they kick him out of the band and James is a fucking asshole and he throws rocks at turtles, doesn't he? Doesn't he do that? Even when he's being nice, he throws rocks. He takes Even a, in a moment of kindness, yeah. a moment of sentimentality. He takes Amalia in the car, kind of against her will. He said he's going to drop her off at home, but he takes her to this like pond. And then, I don't want a victim blame. Good. And Amalia is her own person, and she has her own life, and she does whatever she wants. Yeah. And she's got an inner strength that I admire. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a lot of willpower, and that's kind of one of her character flaws. Right. Is that she allows other people to kind of- She's a people pleaser. Push her around. So- They go to a lake. You said against her will, and I don't think it's applicable, because she doesn't It's against her will. actual will. Right. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. And the world is will and representation. And that's Arthur Schopenhauer. The um, world is a vampire. Yeah. That's Billy Corgan. Yep. Perfect. Um, but they go to a lake and he throws rocks at turtles. And, yep. and he tells her that he can't live without her. Yep. And he's an asshole. That I just... <laughs> oh, okay. And that's your point, is he's an asshole? He's an asshole. He gets kicked out of the band. And I guess my point is 
What's going to happen to Vanish? Well, they have a great backup singer. Yeah, and that's Maggie Bloom. And it's Maggie Bloom. And I feel like 97 or like the the mid to late 90s mm-hmm. is a super good time yeah. for female-led alt-rock bands. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. And I think like Vanish could easily pivot to being sort of a Maggie-led, female-led alt-rock band in the uh, vein of like uh, Garbage or- Hell yeah. I'm just quickly Googling band that sounds The like Zombies. Band that sounds like- Or uh, Cranberry. Cr- no. You've done a bad job. Or- um... The Zombies, Cranberry, <laughs> is what you just said. <laughs> the Cranberries. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of a very specific band, and I just Googled them, and I said, band that sounds like Hull, and I thought that it would immediately- The Distillers. That's what oh, I'm thinking of. the Distillers. Of. Yeah. So that's who they could be, and that's my vibe. Or. Yeah. Uh, I know. Um, what's the What's the song I'm thinking of? One sec. I mean, there's some cool ass like Riot Girl type shit that they could do. No, no, no. Let me just try to quickly remember the lyrics of the song I'm thinking of. Huggy Bear. What about Huggy Bear? You and me. Okay. Okay. We used to read together every book together always. I really feel that I'm losing my best friend. I thought that we had reached the no more moments left to go But is this real? Yes, somehow I just know It's Pete, I know just what he's saying I don't need explaining I'm laughing till it hurts It's Pete, I know what he's thinking Please give me a reason You had a moment first <laughs> um, No Doubt is the band I was thinking of Okay, there was No Doubt And Peter Lorantis is the ghostwriter I was thinking of And Baby B Eva is the Baby B I was thinking of Who wrote Yes That Sweet Pete Peter Lorandis themed Lorandis moment. moment theme song and I will this is a CTA yeah for all of you in Baby Nation and the so-called babies yeah Pete is back babies Pete is back get your Lorandis moments in while you can while it's get not too Lorandis late get your Lorandis moment 90s song parodies into our email inbox Jack and Tanner Babysitters Club Club dot mm-hmm. com now yeah. and Please, if you're hearing me, mm-hmm. just record it yourself. I don't want to sing it. I want you to sing it, and I want you to record it in GarageBand <laughs> and send us the file. And we'll play it on the air, and we'll talk about how great you are. And this week, the person who's so great is Baby Eva for yes. sending that. Thank you for sending that in. Parody of No Doubt's 
don't speak. It's when we talk about what Pete did and and how Pete made us aware of himself and and how it was so abundantly clear that we could only be swimming in a deep sea of sweet, sweet, Pete, sweet, sweet feet. Jamie and I this evening. Yeah. I got home from work a little mm-hmm. late. Miles has a stomach bug. Mm-hmm. And I sat down to write my Pete song. Mm-hmm. And Jamie and I, I was like, Jamie, I need help. I have got zero gas in the tank. And I need your help writing a Pete song. Yeah. It's because those fucking comms people rejected your marketing. Ugh. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and, we, and I was like, Jamie, you got to help. And she, she sat down. She was willing to help. And then even though she stayed at home all day today with the baby, the sick baby. Yeah. She was eager to help. Because you want to get Jamie sick too, right? I think ideally all three of us get sick. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. And she said, and we were looking at a song, which I'll probably use in the future, so I won't say the name of the song here. Mm. But she said, oh, you could rhyme that with feet. And I said, oh, actually, I'm trying not to do feet too much. Because Pete was really curt with us in the DM exchange. I feel like we've probably we've probably hit the feet thing a little too much. <laughs> it started as one of those fun jokes that like kind of gets out of hand. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, well. Out of out of So and that's and that's actually a note for all of you feet. My so-called babies is be like, a better way of saying it. Please do submit Lorange's moment songs and please do try to like keep the foot stuff to just the the bare one essentials. or two verses. Yeah. And you could say get keep Gets out of feet instead of gets out of hand. No, and I did hear you, and I was going to just try to brush past it, but... Don't you think? Yeah, you sucked me back in. Yeah, just like yeah. sweet feet, sweet, sweet feet, and the sweet aroma of those tasty old tootsies. And this week, Tanner, what was the moment that made you realize that Peter Larangis probably wrote this one? Um, it was fairly early on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here it is. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Oh, well, and we should say that these books, unlike the regular books, yeah. It, it, during the Babysitters Club run of books, Anne would thank Pete at the end of the novel. Yeah, and it would be on us to guess whether we're reading a Pete book. Mm-hmm. In these books, she thanks him at the beginning, so we know. Yeah, but we still have to find that signature moment. But but so Orium put the acknowledgement back in this week. So they, yeah, they heard skipped us. it last week. Yeah. Open Road Integrated Media overheard what we we called them out. We put them on blast last right. week. They, here's a couple of the here's some of the media they integrated this week. Yeah, all of Amelia's pictures. Yeah, and the sweet sweet the credit. To Let's just say below the belt area, and that's great. And I think that's actually going to help. Yeah, improve sort of like the messaging and the relations between yeah Pete and us. Yes. Uh, here's mine. This is Amalia. Okay. She's talking about her sister, Isabel. Isabel. She gets Christmas cards from her old teachers in San Diego. Do I? No. My teachers are thrilled that I moved. She's constantly bringing home gifts from the women's shelter where she works. One of the residents gave me this, she said. It's just a little something for the holidays. I wanted to give Isabel a little something for the holidays of my own. A bonk over the head. Ha! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. I like that. A That's bonk. very good. A bonk. Yeah. And me, and I'll say this. Yeah. Me like it a bonky. Me like it a bonky. Me like it a bonky. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. That, holds, that still holds true even now in the California Diaries. That's always If someone true. mentions yeah. a bonk or a bonky, yeah. 
I, I'm we right like there. It. We like it. I, we're cool and edgy now, and we're we have like a teenage sarcasm that you can't penetrate. So we're not going to say it in the way we used to say it. We're not going to be like wear our hearts on our sleeves about our enthusiasms. But no, we like it a bonky. Kind of veiled in in sarcasm. Yeah, I like it a bonky. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. And gas me like it a bonky. Yeah, yeah I, like, I like it a bonky. Yeah, I have nothing else to do. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that's good. Um, shall I the tell bonky you? Buck? I was I was trying to make a joke. I was formulating a joke in my head about debonky bucks, like Marlboro bucks. <laughs> but then cool. it, or, or like, like camel, camel cash. Yeah, yeah. I used to kind of it kind of got away from me. A Is that cool? Is like, that dated? There's got to be something where I can make a joke about debonky bucks, like camel cash. And I was like, <laughs> too high concept. Too high concept. It's too. It's too. There's too many steps. <laughs> yeah, from one thing to the other. Oh, uh, now you sound like the comms team. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. And that's now I'm seeing. Now I'm starting to see this from the comms team side. <laughs> like, they're like wait what like what's the mullet strategy like, never mind <laughs> debonky bucks i used to collect them debonky bucks yeah my and my friend samir did you get uh, like collect a bike because i would smoke camel wides that's cool do you remember those they're like bigger gauge than regular <laughs> yeah <laughs> It was a brief period of time where they were like, I don't know, what if the cigarettes are bigger? I don't know. I don't fucking know. The cigarettes are bigger. Like, the camel already has they're sunglasses. thicker. They're wider around. Uh, what if they're bigger? And I was like, yeah. I think that's probably cooler. This I was in eighth or seventh grade, and I smoked camel wise. Did you smoke those ones that had, like, the little thing in it that you would, like, crush, and it would give you, like, minty? No, I don't think so. There was a version of cigarette... It was like camels, but there was like a little like jewel in the oh. packed into the cigarette, and you would smush it with your finger, and it would break and let out like mint oil. Oh, and you wow. would suck that in, and I like do not remember that. I mean, I'm not a smoker like you, but like I do remember some friends having those cigarettes. I missed that period of time, but my friend Samir got a fucking jacket that had Joe Cool on it. That's cool. We were in seven. He was in the eighth grade. Camel. I would wear that. Guys, come on. What were you thinking? Um, can I tell you my Laurentius moment? Here we go. Listen okay. to this. Perfect. Great. Yeah. Camel Crush. <laughs> Experimental cigarette. Camel Crush had a small menthol-filled capsule located in the filter <laughs> that broke open upon squeezing. Why? And released menthol into the cigarette. Not cool. Isn't that sounds cool as hell? Yeah. Uh, I want an interact. If I'm going to smoke, if you're going to convince me, a teenage boy, to smoke, yeah, it's going to have to be interactive. Okay. It's fucking 97. Everything's got to be interactive. Yeah. You know? I smoked anyway. in parliaments in 97. I probably smoked some parliaments back in 97. They had those recessed filters. Don't smoke, people. Don't smoke. Oh, the recessed filters are cool. Jack. Yeah. We've both revealed our Laurentius moment. No, I would say only you did, and then you just and only I have, and maybe you would do one. But there was like a there was like a long period where you like it felt like you almost willfully were refusing to allow me to say my Laurentius moment. So right. that is almost like me saying mine, right? But could, should I just do it now? I think I think go ahead. <laughs> Might as well. At this point, I'm like, why not? You know? Yeah. Why not? Why ask why? 
why is why I drink but dry? And that's probably from around recently. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I feel like I feel like different things were cool were cool to think was cool then. And so it sounds like now we're telling all the teens to smoke and drink. Like Mad well, Dog and Bud Dry and stuff. And like I think there's a different way of being cool as a teen now that's totally about. Was it nineteen? I ask why I drink Bud Dry is nineteen ninety. Jesus God. Jesus Christ. Let's can we Chinese. cut that out? Yeah, let's just because that. of how old it makes me seem. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, here's my Lorangis moment, and it is pure as the driven snow, because it is the first fucking paragraph of this novel. Mm, we call this a, a virgin Lorangis. A virgin Lorangis, and that's yeah. fine to say. And it's, I immediately knew if I hadn't read the inscription that said, thanks to Pete for doing this one, signed Orem and fuck you for making us put it in this time. Right. I would have known from these words. Here's your fucking inscription. Yeah. Your Highness. Your Highness. Dear end book. Uh, oh, and Amalia calls her diary her end book end book and that's already capital n lowercase b o o k here's a question for you that you may not know the answer to but i think i know this because cyril found an old i was like cleaning out the spare bedroom the other day and cyril was helping me and he 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 found this like old gamecube game okay and he, he got obsessed with it and he kept on saying what's this what's this but the thing that he really wanted to know what it was was not Crash Bandicoot himself, but the guy behind him who had, I think, oh, a big neocortex? N on his head? Yeah, a neocortex. Is that what it is? Yeah, I mean the, the main antagonist in the Crash Bandicoot games. And so I didn't I played a little bit of Crash Bandicoot. And I would say I would say I would say Bandicoot. What did I say? Bandicoot. <laughs> Bandicoot. Yeah. Okay. And that's not cool. You mean Dr. Neo Periwinkle Cortex, also known as Dr. N Cortex. Okay. So that's Neo Cortex or Dr. Cortex. Yes. The okay. main villain in the Crash Bandicoot games. So I had, so when Cyril asked me, he was very adamant. He was like, what's this? Yeah. And I felt like a bad father because I was like, I think that's Crash Bandicoot's enemy. But what I want, should have said is what you just said. Do you want me to raise your son? Because <laughs> I, I can be raise better. him right. I can teach him about Crash Bandicoot's bad guys. Yeah, okay. He was very disappointed. I was like, I think that's... At first, I was like, that's Crash Bandicoot's friend because I didn't want to introduce him to the idea oh. that like... People... <laughs> that's so wrong. <laughs> that is so wrong. I mean, I guess they were friendly during the the crash team racing like when they're all like go-kart racing together maybe they're friendly but like no they're not friends (laughs) okay all right well i feel bad about that yeah um anyway whenever she wrote end book that's what i thought of but that's that's just the beginning that's where i first i was like yep definitely pete but i'll read you the rest of this passage dear end book i will never ever leave you out of plain sight again not after today. Isabel, if you're reading this, you are the witch sister of Christmas present, and I hope you melt into the carpet with big tooth lover boy standing over you and crying his guts out. I mean, we're all home today and everybody's having a good time. Christmas, happy, happy, whatever. Oh, is that a um, Ren and Stimpy reference? 
Happy, happy, joy, joy. Could be. Happy, happy, joy, joy. I'm yeah. in my room wrapping presents I bought for Mammy and Pappy, and Isabel barges in without knocking. And where are you, N-book? Face up on my bed where I've left you. Cute, says Isabel. You can write? It's funny. It's Got funny. Got her. It's just, it's one of these paragraphs that's like packed full of Pete. The idea that this like character, the, the witch sister of Christmas present, that like, I would love to know more about what that comes from. The Crash Bandicoot references, Big Tooth Lover Boy. It's just all Pete. Hell of a graph. Hell of a graph. It's a good graph. And you can, or we let's say pulp nymph. I don't know where, I don't know where I am. I'm not allowed to talk about his feet anymore. Tanner. I don't know if you're allowed to say I didn't get the anymore. fucking memo. So, can you I can say, talk about it. If, if, live your truth. No, Jack. I don't want to. I don't want to. Live in your truth. If I you want to worship Pete's no, no. feet. No, no, no. In my truth, Pete Larangis is a floating torso. Okay, yeah. Floating torso with no smell or a neutral smell. Neutral smell. Yeah. There's a smell. Yeah. But it's inoffensive. How does that make you? Is it's, that? It's, it's not notable. Is that There's what you nothing wanted? notable about the smell. Your highness? Right. Oh, what was your moment that where you knew that a floating torso with a, a neutral or non-existent or at least unremarkable smell must have written this novel? Right. I'm fine and with that. And that's how we'll say it. Okay, yeah. fine. And incorporate that into your songs, uh, My So-Called Babies. Yeah, uh, and Jack. Yeah. I had a second Lorangis moment, but the, the tricky part about the Lorangis moment is... So often they are also really, really great. Yeah. I feel like we can find a better way to do the 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 like lead in it's an unpleasant sound but i don't think either is good no yeah okay um anyway here's mine and it's our sunbird of the beach and it's how we do sunburn of the week oh is yeah. it of the week maybe it's sunbird of the beach or maybe it's burn of the beach i don't remember well it's burn of the beach and then you changed it to sunburn of the beach did i change it to sunburn of the beach or sunburn of the week you changed it to sunburn of the week and i've changed it to sunburn of the beach which makes no sense i'm realizing did you just say sunburn of the feet <laughs> It's where there's a burn, and it's because it's in California. Where the sun is always up, and it's always sunny, and it's always great, and James is being so nice to me. Yeah. Today, he's wearing the cologne I gave him, which is a big step up from his dad's ancient Old Spice, which must have been left over from his college days, because it's beginning to smell more like old mice. (laughs) And that's just good writing, and it's a good burn. Yeah. And it's good fun. And take that old spice. And take that old spice. And take that mice, honestly. Take that mice, honestly. Jack, Mm -hmm. I want to take a quick quiz with you. Okay. That Amalia Mm -hmm. sort of lays out, and it's a a friendship test. Okay. And I think any friends anywhere can kind of take this test to figure out if they're um, friends. Okay. uh, Or something more. Okay. He and I think this is this is something you and I should figure out together. Okay. He's cute. He's talented. Okay, that's me. His guitar playing is amazing. That's not me. Besides, would I be managing a rock group of a guy 
who was not a boyfriend? Okay. I think not. Okay. Would I hold hands with a friend friend? Mm-hmm. Would I have kissed him two times? Okay. Maybe three. Yeah. So I think this is how, if you're someone who's unclear on your relationship status with someone, if right. you're not sure whether or not they're a friend. Or a super friend. Or a friend friend. Which is twice the friend. Or a boyfriend. Okay. And there's three is... sort of like levels to this. Mm-hmm. You ask yourself three questions. Yeah. And I'm going to do this exercise with you now, Jack. Okay. Question the first. Yeah. Do I manage his rock band? And who are you? Who are you? You're asking me or I'm, or I'm asking you? I'm asking this of me about you. Okay. Do you manage my rock band? Here's what I'll say. Sometimes I record songs for this podcast and for our Patreon podcast. Oh, and I do sometimes kind of offer little sister feedback. little episodes. And is that management? And you do will will often offer feedback. Right. Unsolicited. Unsolicited, yeah. Is that managing? Yeah, that's You I don't, ignore my feedback. Yeah, but that you know, that's a rock star's prerogative. So we'll say yes. We'll say yeah. yes. I think you ma- do manage my rock band. So yes. Yeah, so we're one. So for I one. think here's the here's the rating system for this is like there's three levels and there's three questions. Yeah. And each yes ticks you up. Okay, so we're not just friends. No, we're friends. Okay, we've oh, gone from we're like friends. we've gone from from nothing unaffiliated. Yeah, to, to okay. friends. Okay, okay, good. Right. Yeah. Question two. Yeah. Would I hold hands with a friend? Friend. And have we ever held hands? I can't. I can't specifically recall a situation where we've ever held hands. I can't. Not like intentionally. I think I wouldn't. I think I wouldn't hold hands with me. No, not just like naturally. Wait. No, I think we definitely have. Do you remember in Japan? I was just about to pull up my Instagram. Yeah, I think there's a picture. I think we held hands in Japan. Oh. Because there are all the were the there are like signs. Let me look. Let me look. This feels. Uh, I don't want to get this wrong. Okay. Can you find a picture of us holding hands in Japan? Because I am almost a thousand percent certain that we did hold hands in Japan. I suddenly have a memory of you and me walking to work in Tokyo and holding hands. And do you have photographic evidence of it? Did you get a text? Did you just get a text from me? Okay, I've got something in the chat that says, from Papa Tanner to everyone. Okay, and so what this is, is a picture of you and me holding hands. And it is, so I did remember this correctly. And it's a sign, and the sign shows, uh, it's a sign that we saw on our way to work, and it's a sign that shows a larger man and a smaller man holding hands. Right. And we're standing in front of it, very intimately clasping hands. Yeah. It's a very sweet photo. Okay, and so now we're two for two, and so we're friend friends. Okay, so now we're friend friends. And what's the next thing? I would have said that. If someone said, is, is, are you friends with Jack? I'd be like, oh, yeah. No, we're, we're like friend friends, friends. friends. Yeah, we're friend friends. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. So next one, and then we're going to be boyfriends. If we this get, is gonna be this is gonna be trouble, and this is trouble. I feel like this. I'm gonna have to like talk to my wife. If, yeah. If this is where we end up. Yeah. Have I kissed you two times? Maybe three. <laughs> <laughs> I say with a lot of confidence. Yeah. No. Two times, maybe. You need to three. think about it. I don't think you've ever kissed me. 
I don't think we've ever kissed. But I did five minutes ago. I was sitting here I, thinking yeah. we never <laughs> held hands. Same boat, and then man. You sent me a photo. Let me just look at my Instagram real quick. One more. Time. <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened. I don't think it's ever happened. I don't think it's happened. March fifth, so twenty seventeen. We you and I did hold hands. We are comfortably and firmly friend, friend, friends. friends, and that's perfect. And that's great. And that's exactly where I want to be. And you can do that test with anyone, yeah. Who whom you run certain what, what your status is. If you want to know, yeah. Do you manage their band? Have you held hands? Have you kissed them? A couple times, maybe a third time. Maybe a third time. And while you ponder that, what we will do is leave and go. And my wife and child are away, so you know what dad is going to do tonight? Crank that hog. No, I'm going to watch the second season of the four-season Netflix documentary about the history of hip-hop. Okay. You know what this daddy's going to do tonight? Same. Crank that hog. Go to bed, because his son has like a stomach virus, which means I'm probably going to have to get up at like 6 a.m. Um, What I like to do is go, and I love especially to leave. And what I would like to say to you, Tanner, is to thank you very much for bearing with me. You're welcome. Okay, that's great. You sound enthused. And what I would like to say to the, my so-called babies is I love you and I kiss you. I would like to manage your band. I would like to hold hands with you. I love you. I kiss you. I manage your band and I hold hands yes. with you. Please do remember to join the Baby Nation Facebook group over at... Oh, don't. Nope. I always cut it out when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> over at Babysitter's Club Club Facebook page. You can go there and then find the group, which is where the real action happens Join in, join the fun, the water's warm, everybody's nice, everybody's having a good time. Buy the merch. bit.ly slash bscc merch. We've got lots of good merch. We've got a Wine Crimes t-shirt. We've got a Burn the Patriarchy t-shirt. We've got stickers. stickers. we got totes. A great way to support our work and keep us doing what we are doing is to subscribe to our Patreon. You will also get, if you do subscribe to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash podcast, you will get, for $5 a month, which is not a lot, a whole new show every week, and it's good, and we sing to descriptions, and it's about the Little Sister books, and we love it, and we put a lot of Here's love and thing. effort and work into it. Yeah, You could just do it to support us, because you like our podcast and want to kick us a few bucks. Yeah. But... You also get a whole nother fucking podcast. Yeah, and it's good. For the money. That's good. I said to someone the other day, I said, oh, I've, I'm so busy. Like, I have no free time. I have three podcasts. Yeah. Like, you have three podcasts now? Yeah. I was like, yeah, BSC and the Patreon show and the Pokemon podcast. And they're like, oh, Patreon show doesn't count. I was like, <laughs> fuck you. I have to read an entire book and yeah. write an entire song parody and record for an hour every fucking week. It's so much work. It's a very good show. It's worth checking out. Please do check it out. We love everybody who has already subscribed, and we kiss everybody who has already subscribed, and we are so grateful to everyone who supports our work over at the Patreon. Join the growing army of elite babies, and all that remains for me is to say that this week we read a novel called California Diaries, number four, Amalia. Love. Not... And next week, Tanner, I am very excited to announce that we are going to be reading a little book called California Diaries, number five, Ducky. Ooh. Guys. Girls. What? Nowhere. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm ready, Ducky. Looking forward to it. Ducky, uh, best character in these books so far, apart from no. Amalia. Mrs. Bloom. Oh, yeah, Mrs. Bloom is cool. You didn't get to talk about her. She gets so drunk at a party. This she's week. always so drunk. <laughs> so drunk. Like, she's always very fun drunk. <laughs> she's cool. I like Mrs. Bloom. Um, my name is Jack Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Abalia is broken up with James now. And the way she talks, you would think that toxic assholes had just been invented. In That was a headgum podcast.